Hello everyone, welcome to the very first episode of the Mobile Growth Podcast by Mobile Action. I'm your host Taha and each episode we'll be talking about industry news to best practices and advice for app developers and marketers to unleash their full potential of user acquisition. And for this very first episode, I have a very special guest with me. He's been in the mobile industry for more than a decade, right? I mean, yes, it's 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 crazy, and he is running one of the best uh, app marketing agencies uh, in the industry, and he's also a fellow podcaster. And yeah, ladies and gentlemen, today I'm sitting down with Steve Young. Hi, Steve. Welcome to Pods. Taha, I'm super honored to be the very first episode, man. It's very cool. Awesome. I'm glad to have you here today. So I think, first of all, for our listeners, um, I think hearing from uh, your voice first time, could you introduce yourself a bit? Who's Steve and what are you doing with AppMasters? Yeah, so I started in the app space in 2011. I was just doing this on the side. I taught myself how to code and built up the app. Didn't understand anything related to Swift, like Swift or Objective-C back in the day, but taught myself how to code using a platform go figure called Corona. And we, I it was based off of JavaScript. So I taught myself how to code, built my very first app, which was a simple flashcard app. I did the voiceovers. I did the sound effects. I found free images to use and launched it. And it was getting thousands of downloads a day. And this was back in the Apple days where you didn't need, Apple would always like feature new apps and you didn't need to understand ASO, Apple search ads, all this stuff and still get downloads. But I started making more and more apps. They were like, some were paid, some were just free, some were free with in-app purchases. And through that started building up a little bit of revenue. And I wanted to be an entrepreneur at all. So I sold cassette tapes when I was younger. And I was like, you know what? I was always doing side hustles, trying to make money. I didn't know what that journey would look like. And I absolutely love podcasts. So in 2013, I was like, you know what? I love apps, still continue to grow. I love podcasts. Why don't I just make a podcast about apps and see if I can turn this little side business I was making $1,000 or so a month to a, a full-time business. And hopefully that can leave that. So did that, started really That's learning That's the entrepreneur spirit, man. Awesome. Yeah, right? Like I was like, I'm just going to use this podcast to learn. And I still use it to learn, man. Like I, that's why I love the podcast. <laughs> it's like, I don't that's have awesome. all these questions, answers. So, and a lot of it is just like, I use it to answer questions that I had at the time. And now I still have, and then maybe some of my audience or clients have questions for, and I just asked my guests. But enough started coming to me that I started building up an audience who then started coming to me for marketing help. And so six months after starting the podcast, I left my startup job. And now I do this full time in 2000, since 2014, I've been doing this full time. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, it's been like more than 10 years. What's changed since then? I mean, oh, I think it's, it's not the same as you know, 2010 and now. You know, what, what's different then? What was good then and what, what is good now? You know, it's funny. The foundation is still true, right? Do market research. Make sure there's a market for this app and then build the right features, really focus on the product. So that's true. The foundation is always tr true. Now the tactics have changed, right? We didn't have search ads back in the day. Before it was a huge emphasis on ASO. And I feel like it's still a good emphasis, but before people were driving thousands of downloads just using ASO. Now, I mean, it's like, it's still an important piece of the pie, but it's not 
something that you should completely rely your growth strategy on. Like part of it should have some paid element to it as well. So a lot of that has changed. Obviously the ins and outs of the tricks have changed before it was 250 characters on the iOS store. And so you could do keyword stuffing. You could repeat different keywords in the app title. This is like OG talk. All right. Taha OG talk. Now where you double the keywords you have in your title, you're able to rank for it. Now <clears throat> Apple's changed it. So things are constantly changing, but yeah, man, I think ASO, I feel like was super duper, 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 duper important. Now it's just like important. It's important to have, but it's not going to be, it's not going to make or break your business. I believe. Yeah. Awesome. So I think we've started to a very strange year of 2021 and a lot of change in terms of UA strategies and people are trying to figure out every single day what will be the best channel for us to utilize and optimize in terms of you know getting more users and you know re retaining them and you know getting the best results out of their um, you know campaigns. So in the terms of efficiency. For example, what changed in terms of targeting or what changed in terms of, uh, you know, finding those quality users? I'm very bullish on Apple search ads. I just think it is a platform where, granted, it's been a handful of clients, but we've seen the best type of users come from search ads. Yes, you may pay it a little bit more, but the best retaining users come from search ads. That's what I believe. Now, look, obviously with iOS 14.5 coming out and Facebook and Apple battling each other, there's going to be some hit that Facebook takes the, the VAT, like to really scale up a UA campaign, you got to have incorporated Facebook because they just have a massive audience, right? You could do lookalike campaigns. You could do all that stuff. But then I think from an Apple search ads perspective, I've seen a lot of great results from that platform alone and really optimizing that platform and using that platform to find the best type of users. It only makes sense, right? Like Google built a tremendous, a billion dollar business off of their AdWords and there's more search. Search intent is probably the best intent. And so these are the best type of users that are coming in with, through search ads. While Facebook can give you the scale and the breadth of users that you're looking for, it might not get you the best kind of users that you're looking for. In terms of the you know type of this advertisement, I sure. don't think that search engine marketing was something that mobile user acquisition was you know based into. You know we had you know Facebook ad mob unity and that type of stuff. It was based on creators, but now we do have this channel which is you know covered and which has lots of mysterious ways to scale and build up campaigns that can lead to you know find really great users, but you know, if I were to ask you as a, you know, app marketer, Steve, I do have this app and I do have a budget for, let's say, 10K a month to spend on Apple search ads. What would you recommend me to do as a first step in, in order to have a great campaign structure? I always like to test, Taha. So like <clears throat> that 10 grand budget, I put in a little bit into Facebook, a little bit into Google ads, a little bit into search ads. But since you asked me particularly about search ads, the best practices are the campaigns that I like to set up. And I created this video called the two campaigns that you must set up are the generic campaign. These are going to be keywords that are exact match. So within Apple search ads, you can do a broad match and an exact match and you want the exact match. So let's say meditation, for example, you want to bid on that term, super competitive. You have to pay super high amount, but you put meditation sure. as a, an exact match. And so you have all your generic terms, mindfulness, all this stuff in that campaign. 
And you also want to put your competitors. Just ease of management, you want to just put your competitors in there as well. And this is, you know, tips that I've talked to the Apple Search Ads team too. They sort of recommend it. And I just found that instead of creating a whole different campaign for just your competitors, it's just easier to put all your generic exact match campaigns into one. And then the second one that you want, so you want to put about 75% of your budget there. And then you want to put about 25, let's say 15% in the discovery campaign. So this is where you let Apple come up. It's sort of like search ads basic. You let Apple come up with the terms that they think are specific to your app. And you give it a CPT goal, cost per tap goal. And then you put all the keywords that you have in your generic campaign as negative matches. So Apple knows not to go after these exact match keywords. So you're not double dipping. You want to put a little bit of budget. And then if you've got a bigger brand, then you want to protect that brand. You want a little, a campaign about, you know, 10% of your budget to just protect your brand. If you want to do that. Let's say that I do have 10 K and you, you know, let's say in a nutshell, you recommend me to spend on seven and a half K in exact and brand match. And for this 25% to see which keywords Apple is going to recommend me in order to, you know, have this um, campaign set up. Awesome. That's great. So other than search ads, let's jump into another topic. Do you think that there's another UA channel that you think is underrated right now, but you say that it's going to be huge one day or it's, you know, starting to take off in 2021? I think there's an obvious one that's TikTok that not a lot of people are paying attention to. So I think TikTok is a tremendous channel. And because of the podcast, I did a couple of episodes today, but you know, TikTok gives you organic reach that not a lot of other social media platforms can give you, right? You can go from mm -hmm. an unknown to a TikTok influencer overnight, right? One viral video will get you that. And none mm -hmm. of these other- Okay, you are not talking about TikTok ads. You, it's, it's both, about, right? you know, influencer. Yeah, it's both, it's both. Okay. both, right? Like, I think it's a blended approach. I think the smarter companies have a blended approach. They're going to use TikTok. Sure. So Reflectly, I had Darius on, who's the CMO of Reflectly. He was talking about TikTok and how he's using these type of influencers, micro-influencers, to create content for him that he can then run on these social media platforms. Because when you're running social media ads, you want your social media ads to look native to that platform. Right. And so you get micro influencers on TikTok to create ads for you. You give them a little bit of leeway and then you use those ads, not for them just to promote your app, but also to use them as ads. And I do believe in the TikTok, just the ad platform, but then smarter companies are doing the organic reach, right? Like you, cause you can get that organic reach without always having to pay for it. So I think TikTok is one, I think I'm very fascinated by Reddit. I've been figuring out which subreddits have the biggest mm -hmm possibilities in terms of driving app growth. And we've been, you know, obviously doing the free side of things and just in terms of promote posting in within these subreddits. But I think the played platform, you know, there's a bunch of case studies, but you sort of have to create content that's native to that platform. And Reddit has a huge community of engaged users and people within my audience have built apps and engaged with that community. And they've gone on to build pretty, you know, like decent apps, not like unicorns, but nice entrepreneurial app journeys that started within Reddit themselves. Let's make this a story. I started yeah. with 10K. I put that on 7.5K to brand campaigns, 2.5 to uh, discovery. And then I turned my uh, face to the TikTok and Reddit. And then I started to build a brand awareness. 
you know, influencers are talking about me. In subreddits, people are, you know, talking about this app, which is really helpful for me to do this. And then I think it all comes back to search ads just because, you know, whenever a specific topic is being, you know, trending, people are bidding on it. Sure. And so now I'm aware that, okay, 10K is not enough, Steve. I, I got to go to, you know, 100K. What, what, what do you say to me? You know, what, what, what should I do? Because, you know, I do have this keyword, which is, you know, let's say meditation. And my app name is basically meditation. And I see that, you know, I don't get this many, this many impressions on Apple searches. What should I do here? Yeah, I think, you know, you spend a little bit more on the discovery side. So to scale up anything, you're going to have to eat a little bit more cost. I think the biggest myth that I hear from developers is that, hey, how do I scale this campaign while still keeping costs relatively low? And I think that's the hardest thing to mm -hmm. do because as you try to scale any campaign, there's just going to be inherent cost increases. So if you're willing to be okay with some of these cost increases, then perfect. And I think what I would say, Taha, is also like, is your product converting? Because a lot of times too many developers think that to fix the problem, you just need more downloads, right? Hey guys, this is great. We spent 10K. We got this many downloads. Let's say 10K just to keep the math simple. And we're not converting anymore. How do we 10X this? Oh, let's 10X the downloads. But you don't think about 10Xing when they say 10, how do we say 10X this? This usually means revenues, right? Or users. Mm -hmm. Let's say for if you're a social media users, you're not focused on account activation, on subscription activation. How do you like optimize the, the subscription flow and get more revenue out of that door? And what we try to really shift the conversation on is how, especially with subscription based apps, how do you make more money with your existing downloads? And we've seen some really great results. The best one is he went, one of our app developers in my community went from a dollar a day to now a hundred dollars a day just by fixing the product, right? He went from $1 a day to 17 like that when we fixed the product. And then we ran some growth hacks and now he went up to $92. And now he's reinvesting that within search ads to really, really try to scale it a little bit more. But it shows you the power of fixing the product, optimizing the price, pricing page, optimizing the welcome flow, not just always thinking, how do I scale this? By Oh, let's get more downloads. That doesn't always solve the problem. Absolutely. I mean, actually, you got mentioned something that is, I think, pretty much important, but people don't realize it that much, which is measuring. So in terms of, you know, there's this famous saying, if you can't measure, you can't, you know, uh, you, you can't iterate it. It's, it's the industry standard. But most of the times I see that, you know, people are setting up their campaigns and leaving it there. And they don't know what they earn from this specific campaign, you know, how their users are converting, what they're spending on the app. But yep. I mean, I think I had to say this, but I think it's really essential for apps trying to optimize these campaigns. Uh, on Apple Search has to use a campaign management platform, right? Just because, you know, you already have a mobile measurement partner and you already are using Apple Search ads. Why don't you just combine them both into one single platform and just track everything in place and see how you're converting? I think that's, that's, that would be a smart, smartest move in order to do that, right? Totally. You got to measure, right? Sure. You could see the installs. And if you had to do back of the napkin type of math, which we've had to do with clients is just, you know, Apple has the data. So one of the things I look at is what's your cost per tap? What's your average conversion rate, right? From mm -hmm. trial, from download 
So install to actual like activations for the trials and then look at activation, trial activations to actually paid users. So those are the key metrics. And then if you can sort of do some back of the map and math, right? Like, all right, I'm converting 10% of my users to subscriptions. Perfect. Now do the back of the math math. How do I get the ideal cost per install? Right. And what makes the most sense for you? And when I, the, the equation that I came up with was, you know, I think search ads campaigns should be roughly around 60%, right? Like from a tap to install. Okay. I would say if you've got mm -hmm. the right keywords, anywhere from 50 to 60%, if you want to be super, you know, conservative, go 50%. Now, what's your maximum cost per acquisition that you can pay for a user? Some of my clients, it's $3 and 50 cents Some of my other clients, it's $5, whatever. You got to come up with the back of the napkin math to make sure it works for you from an ROI perspective. So then what's your cost per tap? Well, let's say it's $3 times 0.5. Well, my cost per tap has to be 150. And then that's how you start to do that. Mm -hmm. And when I started shifting, setting up campaigns that way and being like, okay, what's my ideal cost per acquisition? Multiply that by 50 or 60%. Boom, cost per tap. And we've seen some really like one of our ad campaigns that we've got going on for one of our clients. We dropped it down from a dollar fifty euros before we even touched the campaign. They were about a dollar, dollar fifty. Now we got it like 70, 70 cents euros. What do they call it in euros? Dollar is it seventy cents or is it seventy you know how do you say point seven? Point seven euros? How do you say that? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what cents in euros. I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. I'm not a European man. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I, I, I have no clue, but okay. What'd you say? I, I think it's okay to say pound. Yeah. Dollars. Yeah. 70 cents. We got it down to 70 cents, which is pretty cool. That's, that's awesome. I mean, it's almost, you know, half of it, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, pretty much. That's, and that's, that's the awesome. math I used. Great. So last but not least, I have a fun question for you, Steve, if you were to develop and market only one app on the app store, you have just one shot. In which category would it be? Which category, if I could develop one app, I would say health and fitness. Yes. Yeah. Why is that? Fitness. Because I want to build an app that people would use every day. And there's, so either health and fitness or productivity, but I want to pick a category where it would be daily use versus just a one-time use. I think we make the mistake that like, oh, this would be so cool, right? So how like you're in the shower, you're like, oh my God, this is a problem I have. And then you don't think like, how often do I have this problem? Once a month, once a week, maybe once in a lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and you think it's such a huge problem. It's not a huge problem. And so I've seen a lot of different types of apps within the health, health and fitness space that are making decent money that I'm more fascinated by that. And then plus, like, if you help somebody with their health and fitness, they're going to love you. They're going to feel better. They're going to look better. And so they're going to retain better. They're going to tell their friends. It's just a nice little category to be in. Yeah. They become evangelists, right? They talk mm -hmm. about you. I mean, just because, you know, you give them something is, I think cannot be measurable by money and any other means, right? It's yep. your health. It's your wellness. That's well, awesome. Just think about it, man. There's meditation. That's health and fitness. There's obviously workout apps. That's in health and fitness. There is intermittent fasting type of apps. And I've, I covered, I showed on a YouTube video, this intermittent fasting app that I was making, I forget like, but they were like, I was like, look at this category of the 100 top 
grossing, there were like five in there, right? And I was like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. a cool category. And all it's thinking is, is a timer, right? But I love using it. It's something that I use every single day, but it's a timer. And I see these stats, how have my seven days been? What's been my average fasting? So it's a huge, like what breadth of apps, but yeah, like people love it. And then we usually have five or six different apps in that, in that category. That, that's awesome, Steve. That's awesome. And yeah, I mean, Steve, thanks for joining me today. It, it was hell of a chat. It was a great chat. And yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that I had you here. So do you have, you know, one last thing to say to UA managers and your dearest app marketers as a last <laughs> word? Last word is stop always focusing on downloads. Downloads are not always going to fix the problem. If you have enough coming in, and I would say, you know, that one developer that went from a dollar to 17, just by fixing the product, man, you just saw it. Uh, like I looked at the app store connector, just like, boom, fix the product. Boop. Like legit, you know, <laughs> 50 downloads a day. That's all I had. If you have enough of that, then fix the product. There's some, a lot of great content that I've produced, but fix the product first and then think about getting more downloads. So that's what I would say. Perfect. All right. Brother, I know it's not, I know it's not on video, but I li really love the shirt that you have on. It looks really cool. Really? I wish I could pull I that think off. The, yeah. I can send you a really great different type of kimono. Yeah. With a different type of texture. If you like to, I mean, just because I really love wearing kimonos and I'm just yeah. gifting every single one of my friends, this custom made trendy kimonos, which is not uh, a trend right now, but Steve, don't tell anyone. I'm, and I'm not going to release this part of the podcast. And I think my video is going to put this on, but anyways, yeah, just, just let me know, you know, just let me know. All right. Well, it looks good, man. I'm glad you can pull that off. I don't know if I can pull it off, but you look good in it, man. Thanks, man. I'm flattered. All right. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this was the very first episode of our podcast and hope you enjoyed it. I mean, we were just making this experiment and please let us know what you think about this podcast via Twitter or LinkedIn. And if you have, if you have any topic in mind that you think we should talk about it, just drop by and say hi to us. Say hi, Steve. Hi, Ta, and we'll be happy to talk to you. And thanks for listening. See you on the next episodes.